The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Hello. hello. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We're coming to you live from Salem, New Hampshire, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And today we are going to talk about taking the perfect picture of your pup, especially as it rolls into the holiday season. I'm very good at making peacock noises. <laughs> That's are, something I've been working we on We are going to rehearse Scott's peacock noises. See, Chrissy knows because she's Australian. She's on it. No, seriously, this is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. And I love everyone that sends us holiday cards. And it's so great when we have our clients and the dogs and the kids and everybody all in their holiday card together. But make your dogs look cute in these holiday cards. So we're going to give you all of our best tips and practices for making a dog look good during photos. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. Good job, Mr. Pig Handler. All right. So my quirky tip of the day is check out Elite Pet Distributors. Um, I think this was an Amazon purchase. I got this from a friend. But for those of you who like to buy a bunch of tags for your dog collars and you want to switch them out sometimes, this is my go-to scene. So this little guy clips right on the collar and you can move it from collar to collar. So those that like to invest in tags and want to switch it up and not be married to a certain look, check these out. And this specific um, tag holder is called the Rubbit. R-U-B-I-T, exclamation mark. And I don't know if this is a present for you or the dog. It's probably more of a dog lover present. I don't think dogs get super jacked about getting tags. But that is my holiday quirky tip. Check it out. My fave, fave, fave product. The only one I like to use to hook tags to collars. I feel so much better knowing about that little clip. (laughs) Scott knows about all our nuances. My dog has had the same look for 10 years. (laughs) All right. So let's talk photos, babe. This is a big one for me. I'm really big on photos. I have done literally like borderline professional photos of every dog we've ever had in for boot camp, like boarding dogs. Everybody wants pictures of their dogs. But if you just send them a picture of their dog and their dog's ears aren't up or they're not looking bright and happy, it's a whole slew of like, oh, is he sad? This, that, and the other thing. So taking a photo of your dog where the dog looks animated is a very important thing to me. Well, they look happy if that's they what you're do. going for. Well, if you want to go for that ASPCA look. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to no need. switch it up. All right. So you mentioned peacock. Let's hear your peacock because your peacock is lacking no. a little. Normally, I'll, <laughs> I will be behind Jess, and she's got the dog there, and she'll say, make a peacock noise, and I'll go, ah, ah, and she'll say, that's not a peacock. It's, ah, 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 my something peacock, to that effect. My peacock is, ee, ee, ee. The dog turns so, and runs away. Uh, well, no. We have to you, start the whole thing you again. You do do more of like a macaw sound, so it's still bird-like, but you want to be very conscious that you have sounds that you can rely on that your dogs do not hear all the time, and that's going to get their ears up and happy. So the peacock is a big go-to for me. Some dogs like toys with squeakers, something else. Do not test this a whole bunch before you have the camera ready. Legitimately, get the dog in position, have everything set how you want, and then try all this out because this will incite the ears going up and then you need to start doing clickety click right away. So noises are a big one. Um, I am really big on motion also. I have taken more pictures of pet dogs with people besides Scott, mostly our employees and everyone else. 
But when Scott and I do them together, I use this practice as well. So she one throws thing, her shoes up in the air. <laughs> I do. That's something. So literally, I have, I'm going to take pictures of pet dogs. I have all their collars off, and then they're all on the floor in front of me. Normally, my phone is on the floor in front of me. I always have to get these hardcore OtterBox cases. And what I start doing is either throwing things up in the air for motion or legit chucking things behind me to hit a wall because that banging sound where they're like, oh, what was that? We'll get their ears up, especially if it's like a sight hound or a dog that like any dog that has like airplane ears, like whippity kind of thing or salukis or something else. It's really hard to get animated ears. You want to get that terrified look. Well, you want to. It's fine (laughs) as long as the ears go up and they look bright and happy in the moment. Any dog with like heavy, longer ears, it's really hard to get like animation in the ears, right? It just kind of looks like the ears are like literally weighing down on their body. So I am really big on motion, throwing, noise, everything else. And Scott's right. Like my sunglasses come off, my shoe comes off, socks come off. I'm throwing slip collars. If they had a plastic pinch on, I'm throwing plastic pinch collars, my phone, whatever it is, I'm creating motion. That is a big one. And it gets the dog super excited. And frequently what will happen is it not, it's not so much about something going up in the air, but the something landing behind gets some like captivated angle. Well, one thing uh, I should preface all of this by saying you need to have a sit-stay. Yeah. You get the dog, you know, you don't want to throw something, the dog takes off to go yeah. retrieve it or chase after it. So yeah. it's nice to have a dog that can actually hold a sit, hold a down for a couple of minutes. Yeah. That, and you want to you want to get them stabilized and before that's with, you start with the distraction of throwing crap yeah, around. Yeah, and you want to get them stabilized before you start snapping all of these photos, but also reinforce that behavior, right? So the dog's here, the dog's sitting. You're rewarding the dog for being there. You're rewarding the dog for feeling good about it. You back up. Your camera's ready. Then you start playing around with stuff. Um, clapping can be good. Normally, what really works best is like putting attraction, like I'll be saying to Scott frequently, like hit me in the head with the tug, like that, like banging it's, it's against my golden opportunity, <laughs> but the banging against like my head or the wall or something else, more noise than that, than just clapping. The dog's name can actually get the dog to get up and run to you. Right. If your dog's name is Rover and you're like, Rover, 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 it becomes like a recall and the dog's just running to you. So novelty noises that they don't hear that frequently. Squeakers are a big go-to. Like I said, some people like like duck whistles or like weird quacks, other things that you could use, but something the dog isn't used to hearing. The other day we had two birthdays last week. Cousteau turned nine. I said he was turning eight on the podcast, but he turned nine. Um, and then Vital turned six the next day. So we had two back-to-back birthdays of you know, taking photos of dogs and happy birthday to our dogs and everything else. So Cousteau is bigger. He's not able to fit in our little kitchen chairs. So we brought down two card table chairs. I had to like hold them together because every time I wasn't there, they were like spreading apart like some sort of cartoon. So I'm literally like under the table holding the chairs together and Scott's got his cake out, the phone out, and he goes, we're not going to get ears with you under the table. And I said, grab a clicker. He clicked once, got the photo, yada da. So this isn't something that it's we like magic. do all the time with our dogs, pet dogs, and everything else. What are First some of other- all, in that one photo shoot, <laughs> it took me five minutes to figure out why you were under the table. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, like, I have to hold the chairs they together. They were literally like just going apart like by a foot every moment. It was really concerning. I didn't want him to catch on fire. So you weren't super crazy big on photos no. before I came into the scene. Well, I would send proof of life, too. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically the way. <laughs> Scott I looked at would it. send MXPC photos. I would send, a, you know, here. Usually, I would send a video clip because yeah. they're doing something. Yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind, if you have a, like, I have an iPhone, so I don't know what these other phones are like, but when I take a picture, it usually says live on the picture. And a good idea is to, if you're sending it to someone else, 
is to go into the editing and just deactivate the live. Because if you hold the picture down, whatever that dog is doing before and after the the cat, you know, the pictures is, is you'll see the dog doing it. So they could be looking yeah. down. We've had, we've had know. ladies before be like, Oh, it looked like the dog was sad. And then the ears just go up when whatever happened. So yes, that is a very good point. If it's a live photo, take it off live. We frequently do photos on your phone in portrait mode now. Because yeah, I mean, you have the, a high-end iPhone. I have like an 8. Mine doesn't even have portrait mode. But that, I don't think, offers the live. But that has given us some good options. But you certainly can get some very high-quality phone uh, photos off the iPhone. Yeah, definitely. Sure. So, all right. So those are go-tos that, like, you're thinking of everything else. People normally just think, like... If they give the dog a cookie and then hold a cookie above their head, everything's going to be fine. And that has not been my best practice. And we actually have some dogs that are pretty tricky to take photos of. Your dog, Jimmy, does not like the camera that much. Yeah, I was going to say, whatever stimulates your dog and gets them excited, it could be like with Jimmy, he doesn't respond to anything (laughs) other than... You want to go to your crate? There's a time to go to the crate. And then yeah. he perks up. He's yeah. all excited to run. Because for him, it's a race to run to the crate. So it's kind of like when you say you want to go in your crate, it's like on your mark, get set. And he's ready to just take off. But if your dog is excited about going for a walk, if you say you want to go for a walk and that perks them up, gets yeah. them animated, Grab that's their a leash, great thing Something to, like that. Some yeah. conditioned response that they have. So Jimmy, if we're both in a photo shoot and then somebody else is there, We'll use the, do you want to go to the crate thing? Because someone can say it. And honestly, the only way I have gotten nice photos of Jimmy is by having all of the dogs getting their photo taken at once. And normally, if Jimmy is in in an individual shot or if he's next to another dog, I'm tugging with a dog outside of the scene. I'm actually behind the camera tugging because that stimulates him too. And that gets his ears up. But legitimately, his first go-to is not like happy ears. I'm ready to rock. He has been a very difficult dog to go through this journey with. (laughs) But it looks like he's happy in a still shot. (laughs) That's why he gets crazy eyes sometimes. All right, we're going to go to break super quick. And when we get back, we will talk more about taking the perfect photo of your pup. Latest from the Quirky Dog Podcast, like me and Murphy here? Then make sure you head on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Or if you prefer to listen to the madness, go on over to iTunes or Spotify and follow the Quirky Dog Podcast. And hey, while you're there, leave a rating and review and let them know what you think of the show. Until then... Keep it quirky. Oh, my God. Scott's, Scott's just cracking himself one. up today. Yeah, that's a whole other uh, season. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let that be for right now. All right. So if you are a person who struggles with taking photos of your dog and you're thinking, this is never going to work for my dog, my dog hates this, not going to happen, think outside the box. Normally, knocking on the door is something that would get the dog excited. Yes, the dog may be in a sit or a down and should hold that sitter down. Try it. Try something that is novel that makes your dog look more animated and more bright, especially if you're going to put them on a holiday card that you send to all of your friends and family. Try someone walking into the house. Try someone beeping a horn outside. Try whatever normally stimulates your dog, especially if the kids are like holding the dog, like within the family photo and the dog can't just like run towards any distraction. These are all new things to try. And I promise you, I have had some of the trickiest dogs ever freaking get their ears up and look very, very cute. You know, it reminds me of a a photo shoot that we did complimentary the other last month. Oh, yeah. With a client who has a, this couple, have they have a brand new Corvette which is really cool. And they have two cream golden retrievers. And we got both creams in the driver and passenger seat looking over their shoulders and we're shooting from behind. And it took a little uh, work because they were too low in the, in the seats to really see. So 
we got some uh, of their outdoor yeah. cushions from their seat cushions in their patio furniture, put them on the seats to pump them up high enough. And it came out really nice. Yeah, no, it wasn't it too difficult either. And that is a good point because um, for that photo shoot specifically, those dogs like toys a lot, right? So if you're going to be using a toy in that regard, don't pretend like you're throwing the toy to the dog. You can have the toy on you. You can lure the dog with a toy near you, but don't pretend like they're going to start playing fetch because especially in that situation, we didn't want the dogs to jump over the back and then be scratching up the guy's Corvette. That's not why we're there to help. That would have been counterproductive to their holiday photo card. Um, So, I mean, you've seen us do... I'm going to send that over photos. to Chrissy, see if she can throw that up It's a little late. You, you want to just check whoever called your phone and drive me crazy. Um, okay, so as far as pet dog photos, we've done this for years. I mean, Taylor and I mostly did just, we would just be like doing photos for an hour or so. I mean, you remember many a time yeah. this would happen. I used to, I rarely sent photos. I always sent videos. What I would do is I would post videos on YouTube and then people could go check, client yeah. dogs, people could go check out video of their dog doing behaviors on a video. If it's a longer stay, like if you offer a board and train that's over two weeks or something, there's only so many videos you can send. They only want to see the dog walking on a loose leash or staying on a bed so often. So I would recommend trying to find some animated ways to do photos. I'm going to show you, I sent Chrissy like six or seven. You can just go through them however you want. Um, but you know, make sure that like the background is bright. Make sure you're all set. The whole setting around you, it's not like a real like cluster and your training facility looks totally gross. This dog specifically has those long, heavy ears. Like they go up, they look animated. Hounds often can look sad and like not so happy. Talk about hiding leashes, hiding collars. If you need to making sure the dog is safe. This was a dog, this sheep dog, really heavy ears, right? Like it's hard to make these dogs and these ears go up. So we're doing all these different techniques to make the dogs happy. This was a Halloween shoot we did where we're dressing dogs up in different stuff. The cute pumpkins are there. The owners love this kind of thing, right? And half the time they're printing these photos out. That's Dusty. I miss Dusty. Um, And, you know, a bright background. If you have a black and white dog, get a bright background for better contrast. Like, be mindful of all of these things. You don't have to be a freaking professional, but it is important that what you're sending the owners, they're proud of, they're happy to show their friends and family, they feel good about their dog. And half the time, we would get shares and be like, hey, like, this is so awesome. Look what our dog trainers did. Like, they just love it, and they put it on their own social media because they were so happy. So this is a way of life that I have lived for... Literally the last decade. Like and I, I wouldn't am, have changed a thing. No, you would be. You sick. know, one thing I will say, you talked about hiding leashes. If you want to get out into these, you know, out in nature, outdoors in an, um, a non-fenced area, and you're concerned about not having a great recall, make sure you have a leash on the dog and something you can either stake it in the ground behind the dog or tie it to something. Uh, if they're on a park bench, the leash can go strategically hidden down the back of the dog and then tethered to the, the um, bench. So that if they do get up, you're not spending an hour or two trying to chase your dog down or God forbid something happens, they get hurt. And you'll get many, many opportunities to get that right shot without the stress of, oh my God, hurry up, quick, get it. I don't want him to get up and run away or do something silly. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. Or a cat could come climbing up behind you. And if you you have a big, you know, clunky collar with big tags on, just a little slip collar, it's very easy in most photo programs to just go through and Photoshop that out. Most of our pet dog photos, I had enough control over the dogs. They weren't actually wearing leashes or collars to start with. But there are situations where we're out in public, we want to get a cute shot, and we are like weaving that leash back. So it looks as though there's no leash just because it looks like a cleaner uh, photo, but the dog's still safe. Put a bow over the collar, that kind of thing. Yeah, put something around their neck, something else. So 
uh, one thing that happens a lot is people want to like put their dogs in some sort of costumes or wear some sort of prop and then it's like, oh, okay, like now the dog's supposed to look happy. So this actually happened with us, um, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Scott got these new running shoes. He's since changed them out, but they were like this really bright teal. And they just happened to match Vital's EM collar perfectly. Like it was the same teal. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. Guess who picked the color of the sneakers? <laughs> <laughs> I like that color. So I call it St. John Blue. So anyway, we have like the, this bright teal. It's matching perfectly. I'm like, oh, I want to get a photo of this. And Scott goes, well, do you want to warm her up first? I'm like, oh, no, everything will be fine. It's, it's little bit. It'll be fine. So I literally like go out. I go to like put her feet in Scott's shoes and she's all acting like she's on the moon. Like, oh, this sucks. And I said, all right, you were right. If I want to get this photo, I'm going to have to go and do some training first. Make sure that you're introducing the prop in a way that you know how the dog's going to respond. You know what's going to happen. You're not trying to like force this whole situation on the dog when you want to get the photo. Furthermore, if you do have a prop or something else, don't start doing all your noise stuff before you put the prop on. Get the prop on, get the prop stabilized, tape it to the dog if you need to, however you want to get it finagled on them, and then start all your noisemakers. You do not want to use up the novelty of the peacock, of the macaw, of whatever noise you're making, the squeaker toy or something else, until you're ready for that photo. So be very conscious. So many people are like, oh, look, he's sitting. He looks happy. Oh, great. Okay. Now we put the hat on. Now the dog does look sad, does look depressed, and all the noisemakers that you have in the world aren't going to get the ears back up. So be very conscious conscientious of training beforehand if you're going to wear some sort of prop, sizing the dog for, you know, the costume and everything else beforehand outside of the photo shoot. And then most importantly, once the prop or costume or whatever you have on the dog is affixed to the dog in the way that you want, then you start your noise making. Do not do it prematurely. One thing I'll say, if you have a dog that likes tennis balls and that's not all dogs, that's for sure. But if you have a dog that is crazy about tennis balls, they make a really inexpensive little plastic yeah. sleeve that goes on your iPhone right that above. holds a tennis ball. Yeah. So the dog's looking at your phone. No matter what you do with that phone, the dog is locked on it, you know, because they want that tennis ball. So that's a great little device for a, a ball dog that gets real excited. You just got to make sure that you have a little bit of control because otherwise they're going <laughs> to grab the phone out of your hand and run if across If you have the a very high-quality camera, that could be dangerous. But, yeah, that is an iPhone accessory. I haven't seen it as much in the past few years, but that is definitely something that they sell. If you have a dog who loves cats, we did our cat episode a few Throw weeks a cat ago. Up in the air. <laughs> Legitimately, though, there are dogs, especially hurting dogs, that will not do anything for photos, hate the camera. Oh my God. If you're able to walk outside with your cat or pick your cat up and walk into another room of your house without getting scratched, Try the cat. If the dog loves the cat and you're holding the cat, you know, you hold the cat in the air, they make a meow, the ears go up instantaneously. Be very creative and thoughtful about how you can get what you want out of photos. Because yes, you guys are not in any situations where you're on a professional set or something else, but this is very common for all these people that have dogs and movies, commercials, everything else. They don't want their dogs to look like all sullen and, you know, shaken up and everything. They want their dogs to look happy and animated. A lot of people create an ears cue for something like that. So they have a way to be like, ears up, do this, do that. As long as you have a cue that you can stimulate the ears by doing a noise or creating some motion or something else, that's more than fine for obviously pictures at home. But it is a fun training thing to play around with because your dog may respond differently when it's sitting on a you know very small stool than it does sitting on the ground. It might not be as excited to get their ears up and everything else. Motion is your friend. I'm telling you right now, for dogs that are just not into anything, you're waving everything around. If you start running back and forth, waving 
swinging a toy back and forth. I've literally like circled um, like uh, trash bags before, like, you know, garbage bags or whatever, like to make a whooshing noise. Whatever is something that your dog is not used to seeing, hearing, might get excited about, try it. With that said, do not scare the dog, okay? No. You're not like slamming trash bags on the dog's head, but try things they do not see in everyday life. Yeah, I will say Jess is far more committed to getting the ears <laughs> up and a happy dog than me. Uh, so she's willing to go the extra mile, and and we're not leaving until that damn dog has got a picture that looks great. And we always get the shot, but sometimes it takes some time. And yeah. we, sometimes we've got to change everything. Like nothing we're doing is working. Let's move the dog somewhere else and try something different. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, not to get too sidetracked, but it's very similar to everyone wants a picture of their kid in Santa's lap. Yeah, and many of these kids are friggin' horrified. Yeah. They're screaming and crying yeah. and they're like, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> and no one has prepped the kid. You know, you could, you know, do some things on the front end to build some positive association with the experience of getting in this old smelly man's lap <laughs> and getting a photo. You know, you could. It is true, though. Everyone gets so excited about the Easter bunny or Santa yeah, or yeah. something and else, and the kid's just terrified. sobbing. Like, you know, you're spending all the money at the mall, and the kid's just sobbing. And it's true. And the dogs can feel the same way. They're not supposed to just accept whatever situation you throw them into. And when Scott's talking about, you know, sometimes when we do a photo, we just did a Halloween photo of Vital wearing the same hat that I wore for the Halloween episode. She wasn't crazy about the hat at first. We had to tie it to her head. And we literally got the photo by, like, Scott holding a bite sleeve behind my head and then he went in and he gave her a reward bite afterward. The most important thing in those situations is that you're not getting frustrated because as we always talk about on this show, your dogs are feeling your energy. They're feeling your frustration level. They're feeling your emotions. So be conscious if you're getting a little bit like up in arms about this whole thing, thinking like, oh, it's not working. You're just taking a freaking photo of your dog. Take a break you know, go back and reevaluate it later, but do not force something that, you know, your dog is already not enjoying and you're just getting frustrated by, and you're trying to make this hit happen by a deadline. And one thing that'll help lower the frustration is if you have eight or 10 tricks up your sleeve to get the photo, Yeah. something doesn't work, you try something else. You've done 10 different things. You can't get the photo. You didn't get the photo. Yeah. That's all there is to it. You know, you tried, you didn't get it. Just get a more candid photo of the dog just being natural, hanging out on the couch or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I will say, um, out of all the tips and tricks that we've talked about so far, one thing that I have resorted to um, and that has worked well, oh, you're making a big mess on Dave's counter. One thing that I've resorted to that has worked really well for me with the dogs, I cannot get anything, is going to YouTube, Googling barking, and I'm actually playing a video of dogs barking on my phone right behind. If I'm using my phone as the camera, then I have another device. But that has been 100% success rate with dogs that I can get nothing out of with throwing things and everything else. And it's not dogs barking that are within our vicinity. It's this novel noise that they haven't heard of, like, where did this pack of dogs come from? And that has been a surefire thing that yeah, I've, I've had also, happen. I downloaded an app that had doorbells. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So a dog is real reactive to the doorbell. And I would find out what kind of doorbell the owner has at their house, find that sound on this app, and I can just ring the doorbell and give the dog a treat. They're holding the sit, whatever they're doing. Yeah. It definitely perks them up, but I don't want them blasting to the door and barking the way they yeah. always typically do. Yeah, that's do. true. We did have an app like that. And it's a good way to prove the bed exercise, too. Yeah. <laughs> you just make sure that you know the dogs are used to whatever Especially noise if you're by that they yourself. have at home. Yeah. If you've got a kid, tell them to go out and ring the doorbell. But <laughs> if you're by yourself, you can just sit there and ring the doorbell. Yeah. 
Okay, so if you are not committed to happy photos of your pup, or you think every photo you've ever taken of your pup, it's never looked great or something else, try a few of these things. Please try motion, (laughs) try noises, try novelty stuff, like people coming, knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell. Try these things, because I promise you, no matter what type of dog you have, you can get an ears up photo. And it's just more fun to have your dog looking happy, especially when it's in a holiday card, okay? If the whole family's there, I want the dog looking as happy, if not happy. Happier. You may have mentioned this already because okay. my memory is fairly mm-hmm. short. All right. But a good time to do this is right after a fresh grooming. That's so true. You want the, I mean, Jess is brushing the dogs out. If That's their true. bangs are covering their eyes, we got to mm. clip the bangs yep. or we got to put them in a little pigtail. We want the dog's eyes to be there so they can see what's going on. Yes. It doesn't look like just cousin it, you know? <laughs> After a fresh groom. And this is what's happening, you guys. If you're going to a good daycare facility or you're going to a good groomer or you've worked with a good dog trainer, if you get photos of your dogs where they look happy and animated, they're doing these types of tricks. They have these types of tricks up their sleeve. So adopt them at home for your own practices because I like nothing less than receiving a holiday card from one of my favorites and the dog is like, oh my God, it's Christmas again. I hate it. So have that dog look happy for me. Another good reason that you want to get the best picture that you can get, and again, we may be really crazy, and I suppose <laughs> we are, but we've we have at least a dozen paintings of all of our dogs. Yeah, that's true. So we've sent like the perfect picture to the artist, and then they've painted this picture. So we, we want to make sure that we've captured that dog's personality, look, whatever, so that it can now be forever on our wall in oil. (laughs) We just have a dozen in general. It's not like each dog has a dozen. All right. We hope that we helped you guys a little bit. That makes it normal. I want to (laughs) see. We have a lot of dogs. I want to see happy holiday cards this year. Next week is our big Thanksgiving episode. Oh my God. I'm loving our outfits. We're going to be drinking too. I'm bringing alcohol. All right, you guys. In the meantime, keep it quirky. Happy Wednesday. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.